Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights. We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights. And when the game is done, we'll sing a song and talk it out all night. Hey! Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow, you are the first team. Hi, it's episode 25, season 5 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. My name's Jav. Joining me this week, Gilly from Italy. Hello. Hi, Gilly. Right, um... Let's begin with well. Let's begin with today. Um, another win, but it wasn't. It wasn't a late, late show as it had been the last couple of games. The last three games, in fact. I was thinking Fulham, Watford, and um, Newcastle. Um, having said all of that, they it was a little bit. There was a little bit of a nervy period, wasn't there? When when Leicester pulled one back. Um, what are your thoughts on the game? Well, I mean, I thought we started very brightly. Um then we seem to I don't know if we've lost our way or you have to give credit to Leicester I, th- I thought they played they played very well I, I did think we got away with one today I think that's fair they had some very very clear chances obviously they were given the penalty but uh, like I say I, th- I thought we started very brightly and I, I was I thought Lorente looked really sharp mm-hmm. for 10 minutes and then seemed to go mm-hmm. the boil and we seemed to go I don't know if we were overrunning outmanned in midfield or whether they were just playing it through us quite successfully um but yeah we definitely we definitely got away with one i think let's um let's go right back to the beginning so the 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 the, the starting lineup that pochettino picks um as ever trying to sit there before the game trying to second guess pochettino I, i came up with a with a lineup that i thought he would not through one that i would have started but one that i thought he would start and I got it completely wrong. I didn't, for example, ex- expect Alderweireld to be on the bench, Skip to be on the bench. Now, I guess Alderweireld being on the bench, um, he had one eye to um, Wednesday, um, resting him. Um, Skip, I was quite surprised to, to see start. Lamella didn't even make the bench. I heard he had a back injury. Possibly. He was injured. I don't know. I can't, a knock. I don't know what sort of knock. They did say on the television that Lamella was not even on the bench because of a knock. What did you knock. What did you make of that lineup? I mean, the back four. Okay, it's fairly. I suppose picks it, picks itself out of Harold was, was was rested, but but that midfield of Skip and <clears throat> Winks, Sissoko there as well. Obviously, you've got Ericsson and Son supporting um, Lorente. Um, were you surprised to see Skip start? On the one hand, I was surprised to see Skip start, but I, I think I've sort of given up trying to see work out which team he's going to pick because he's he has got so many balls to juggle in the air and I just I have complete faith in him that he knows what he's doing you're right I'm sure Adeverald he's got an eye on Wednesday he has to have an eye on Wednesday um Wanyama came off the bench later on who, who could play centre midfield but he's been so woefully off the pace for so long and injured what I I would if you gave me the choice of Skip or Wanyama before the game I would have gone with Skip you know so I don't know. He watches him in training. Mm. He's trying to. He's you know he's not just thinking of today. He's thinking three, four, five games in. Um, I'm sure at least in advance. So so I wasn't overly surprised to see to see him in. Um, yeah, I th- again like I say, if he, that the side he puts out is the side he puts out, and uh, you know I have faith that he's he's got a plan for them and there's a reason for them being in the side. 
We've got we've got a question on Skip, which I shall come to later on in the, later on in the show. Um, but um, looking at the back four, I thought I thought that to me, Jan and, and Sanchez were superb. Obviously, Sanchez opening the scoring. Um, nice to see him get a goal. Is that his first goal for Spurs? I, I think it came it... up on the telly as his first for Tottenham. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, but he I thought a few for Ajax. He, he did. Uh, there, there was uh, there, there's a, a clip on YouTube. I think he, there was an overhead kick which he scored <laughs> on from, from from a corner. But um, I thought him and Jan were superb, and particularly yeah. I was glad to see Sanchez start because of his pace. And I thought that we'd need that um, to combat Vardy. He obviously did, didn't start, start. He came on later on in the game, but um, he he just sweeps up everything. Jan was superb. Um, well, what he was good at is because they were knocking, as lots of teams are these days, are knocking knocking balls in between our, down the line between our fullback and our centre halves, and he covered that. He covered very well, I thought, down there, which he needed to a lot of the time. So yeah, we could we needed his pace. So yeah, no, I think he's a tremendous prospect, isn't he? So yeah, I, I agree with you. I thought they both played. I thought they both played excellent. I mean, Jan is just. I think he's had that bad game at Arsenal. I can't remember him having an, another bad game in about two and a half, three years. I, I may have forgotten one. He's he's majestic on the ball, and I think him and Toby they, they're obviously solid defenders. But then you've got the young pretender in Sanchez, who's 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 got bags of pace, and I think really complements those two very well. Um, one area that I felt, and maybe I'm, maybe it's a bit harsh, but I felt the trip here. Sorry, not trip here. Um, I thought Sanchez. Um, one area that he was able to cover was the right-hand side. And I think Trippier looked a little bit out of sorts, particularly in the first half, even in the second half. A lot of their attacks were coming down the, um, the left-hand side through Chilwell. And we had a question from Darren Pamenter who says, another below-average defensive performance from Trippier, getting caught out of position a lot for Leicester's attacks. When will Poch finally pull the trigger on a run of games for Walker Peters. Okay, two parts of the question there. Let, let's first discuss the first bit. Trippier. Yeah. Um, is I, he a, I, b- a bit out of sorts? Well, I think the first thing to say is he is getting caught up high up the pitch, but he's still getting in the side. So I can only imagine that Poch. He's doing this with Poch's blessing. Hmm. And I think with Sanchez in, you've got that, like you said earlier, or just now, you've got that option where he can cover the balls into that space that he vacates and I think Sissoko also had the sort of um, detail to, to cover once Trippier goes forward he was and he is like against Man United and other teams people are looking at our fullbacks being high but this is every week and he's not been playing well for a long time but he's still getting in the team ahead of Walker Peters Aurier less so who I like you I think I don't rate particularly yeah. high. you know so I didn't. I didn't think he was dreadful in in the sense that I think he's doing what Pochettino's asking him to do, mm. you know. But he did some good things. He did some bad things, you know. I thought he was better going forward, or at least held the ball and didn't give it away as much. He didn't perhaps, you know, he's not going to bomb onto the byline and get the cross in. But I thought he. I thought he. I didn't think he did so badly today. In short, I think the fact that he's. His performances have of late been, should we say, um, up for discussion amongst Spurs yeah. fans, certainly. Yeah. Um, the fact that's that that's the case, yeah, he's still getting in the team ahead of Serge Aurier, mm. says to me, doesn't speak volumes for, for Serge, but equally, 
Walker Peters. I mean, what does he have to do to get? I mean, he came on at, at, at the end for Rose, and I think that was just because probably Rose was tiring, and and Pochettino's got one eye on uh, Wednesday against Dortmund. But what does Walker Peters have to do to get in that team? I mean, he, he signed a contract recently, so he's doesn't it look like he's going anywhere. No, I mean, I I think Rose took a few knocks as well during the game. I think what Leicester did well against against us is that Chilwell and that. Is it Barnes, that young kid? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They sort of overloaded down there, and we've given. I'm sure Poch is telling Trip to play high up, and it's a bit of a recipe for potential disaster. But um, but like I say, I think he's got contingencies with the Sanchez to cover and so. I I mean I'm with you. I would play Walker Peters. I think he deserves a run in the side, but there's obviously a reason he's not. You know, mm. that's something we're not seeing week in week out. I don't know. We got that. Um, we got that 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 goal first half from from Sanchez, mm. and that, that was a nice contrast. You know, given the previous three league games where we'd left it very late, so I thought, okay, we, we've got noses in front, one nil. Um, I also remember the last time you've got, to, you've got to go back in the league. The last time that we went one nil um, uh, ahead in a game in a league game was against Wolves. Wow, um, which didn't end particularly. Yeah, which didn't end. I'm end surprised partic- at that. <laughs> I think I'm, I'm just, just off the top of my head. I mean, I think I think Newcastle we left it late. Um, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Watford we left it late, and Fulham we left it late, and then I think prior to that, United we obviously didn't even get on the score sheet. So you want to go all the way back to the end of December against Wolves, where we were, where we were one 0 up, and of course second half we ended up um, <laughs> losing that one. But uh, we got that goal, and then second half. Um, they uh, they had a chance. Um, they had a penalty, um, which uh, mm. yeah, that was a bit dubious. Now I was uh, I was at the other end of the the, the pitch, so I, I couldn't I didn't have a good vantage point. But I, I my initial reaction was that looked a bit dubious, and I also felt that um, that uh, in the first half, um, same end of the pitch again, didn't have the best vantage point but, but I didn't feel that Sun um, had dived and he got a yellow card um, in fact I, I thought it should be a penalty I mean what, what was your reaction on, on both of those maybe, maybe we're maybe we're biased Jav but frankly the Sun one was a penalty certainly wasn't a yellow I'm, that may even be rescinded I, 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 if I was Spurs I would appeal the yellow at least and Madison goes into he just makes sure there's some contact and crumbles mm. just crumbles on the floor i i i think he may have put his hand on or his elbow or forearm on on madison's um shoulder or something but he's just crumbled and that and to be honest to me that was premeditated by by madison and this is a guy who at brighton when he got when he dived and got sent off was full of remorse on twitter and everywhere else so he was never going to do it again it looked a he looked like he deceived Oliver. Not that that was very hard today, but he deceived Oliver. It looked to me, but you know, maybe maybe we're biased. And I thought the someone was was very much a penalty. Well, Oliver. I mean, we had a couple of questions on 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 on, on Oliver. Um, firstly, um, top not for family podcast own Rebecca Braddock Bex um, says, "How much did Leicester or City or Liverpool pay the ref today?" And then Mark Stoll <laughs> says, um, "We regularly talk about refereeing performance being." performances being poor but today's ref was out on its own do you agree with any of Oliver's decisions today the only decision I agree with was um, I think we won a free quick shortly after having a whole load of decisions go against us 
um, and there was much ironic cheers from yes. the crowd. Uh, from the crowd, and uh, I, I, at various points in in the game, the crowd was sh- shouting, "The refs a wanker," and he's <laughs> and he don't know what you're doing. Um, I've never been a big fan of Martin Oliver. He looks like he's like twelve or something, and he should <laughs> he should be at school. Um, and I, yeah, uh, it's good. Of, it's good of his school to let him have so much time off <laughs> to go and do refing. I, I mean, he was. I think one of the he's a bit like with the young players when he came on the scene Oliver he was like a young you know not overly demonstrative referee and I think he was fast tracked I may have that wrong but I think he was fast tracked I I am not a massive fan of his, of his to be honest however I did think that today we always moan about refs but he really was poor today I mean very very bad and I know I'm biased but it did seem to be, you know, not even 60-40. It was like nine, 85%, 90%, 10% against us. What I find with a lot of referees is they're just not consistent in what's a foul mm. and what isn't. There's one like where Sanchez, um, I think, was it Madison or one of them was breaking through. I think it was the Tillemans. And uh, Sanchez got across him and got his foot to the ball. And there was a bit of contact and he gave a foul. And then we had one, I think, with Winks went through. And he didn't give a foul, you know, and I just think, but then one thing I would say is that when um, I got caught a look at the fourth official, who's that Lee Mason, I thought, well, maybe we'll stick with Oliver then. Then, but considering they're elite now and they're professionals and they're very well paid, I know there's camera angles everywhere. I know the pace of the game is, but there's just no consistency in game. It's not even game to game in terms of what's a foul and what isn't. Mm. You can't rely on them. And if you're a player, you need to have trust in the referee that, okay, he's given this for a foul. So if it happens against us, we're going to get a foul. And today it certainly didn't. I thought he was incredibly poor today. You know, incredibly poor. I'll be very quick. I do think we all see things through the prism of our own support. But today was just stark and it really was disappointing. Really disappointing. Well, you know, they often say that teams get out of jail. <laughs> I think the referee got out of jail because if, if I think he's in jail, uh, well, I think yeah, he's in prison for a performance like that. It was poor. It was poor. And uh, did, you, yeah. did you agree? Then I know it's you know on the telly we see things a lot. You know when you're at the game and like you say it's a big ground and you're at the other end mm. and stuff. But you know everyone can't be wrong. We're not one of we're not a Stoke or Everton or some of these crowds who you know every single every single um, decision they're up for. I don't think Spurs are particularly like that, you know, so you know something's a little bit a little bit off, I think. Not mm. that we're not biased as well. <laughs> yeah, um, he did, uh, rightly or wrongly, wrongly in my opinion, he did give, he did award them that penalty. Yeah. And then up steps Vardy. Um, how <laughs> poetic, how beautiful this was. Surely this has to be the best thing that's ever happened. <laughs> Vardy, Vardy coming off the, of, of the, we were discussing this, this off air and, and, um, uh, I think from a footballing point of view, you've got to respect the fact that Vardy is is, is an excellent finisher. He's, he's got yeah. a, a, a lot of pace. I think if I was going to slightly, if I'd be critical from a footballing point of view, I would say that that makes him maybe a little bit one-dimensional because once his pace start go, goes, and he's, he's off a certain, certain age, he's the latter part of his career, once his pace goes, I don't know that he would he'd be quite as effective. He might have to adapt his game. Um 
uh, yeah, you can't argue with with, with him as a, as, a, as a footballer otherwise. But as a human being, as an individual, I've never been a fan of him. So for him to come off the bench, <laughs> first touch, take a penalty, and then I was thinking, I, I, I didn't envisage anything other than him scoring because when was the last time that Hugo saved a penalty? I can't remember. I can't uh, remember when Hugo last saved a penalty. And they said on the, I think Vardy scored his last seven. I think Vardy's a brilliant striker. I mean, I do. And I, like you, I, I was just waiting for the for the net to bulge. But yeah, it, it was. Um, I, I don't know if you saw in the ground, but Rose was having a few choice words with him as he was mm. getting the ball to put it on the spot. Lord knows what he was saying. <laughs> no, but I, I'll look forward to seeing that <laughs> later on the highlights. Um. And anyway, he, he they Blurry saved that, and I think that that was certainly proved to be a turning point. And, and I think it's obviously after that we we got the second goal, yeah, um, which goal. which was good, and I felt we were comfortable until that spell where suddenly we just started to drop back a bit. Now I don't know if we were just tired, if that was deliberate, if that's just human nature, but we had plenty of the game left, and we were defending a lead and. And just dropping back and just inviting the pressure, and and then they scored, and then it I, it did feel a nervy few moments, however long it was, ten or fifteen minutes towards the end, where I thought, oh, here we go. Mm. It was very nervy, Jav. I mean, I thought once we got the second one, that seemed to knock the stuffing out of them for a few minutes, and we did look. I'm sure there's a lot, there's an element of conserving energy for for Wednesday as well. But I think you're right. We probably did sort of just hold off a little bit and then when we would try to go forward the passing wasn't great and so it was kept coming back i will say they worked the ball fantastically well um leading up to that second goal i thought it was a fantastic fantastic build up and move very patient and then that ricardo who i'm quite impressed with uh sort of got round round the back of rose and put a lovely ball in and vardy you know it's a brilliant finish really from his point of view but yes it was incredibly nervy incredibly hairy you know, really, really hairy. I, I was wondering if we were gonna, we were gonna hold, hold out, um, but um, we did again. You know, which is, and then we managed to get that goal at the end. Right at the end, Sonny's goal. That was that was that was beautiful. Yeah. Um, we had a question from Nigel Watson. His Twitter handle is at TNW Cleaning. He says, "Larice today, superb thoughts." Obviously, there's a, there's a Vardy penalty, but there was another save. I think he made. Early on in the first half, and then there was a few, I should say, bread and butter stuff, routine stuff. But he looks to have a good, good, good game. Real elite captain's performance from him, I, I thought. Yeah, I mean, he did against Newcastle as well. He pulled off a couple of important, um, important saves as well. I mean, I'm not one of those who has too many worries about Lloris. I mean, we all want Superman in goal, but you know, I'm very happy happy with Lloris not that he doesn't make mistakes but they all make mistakes um I thought yeah I mean the save from Barnes where he hits it against his leg at the end there at the other end from you likely mm-hmm. um you know again on the telly I mean they did say you know Lloris did well but a lot of it was that Barnes should have scored and stuff but if that was De Gea you know with his feet <laughs> you know there would be a very they'd be uh, pulling out all the superlatives superlatives for that uh, I, 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 like I say, I don't have many problems with um, overall with Lloris. And as against Newcastle, he made the, the saves when uh, when he needed to. Mm. Um, we held on, obviously, for for the three points. Um, uh, just going through other other individuals in in, in the team. Obviously, Lloris we've mentioned. Um, 
Rose, I thought, had a decent game. Yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk a little bit about. I said about um, skip a little bit later in the second half of the podcast. There was a question on on, on him. Um, Winks. Um, question from Lee Taylor, the Dorset Spur, who was on on the show last week. His Twitter handle is at ffil underscore. Kraken um, um, views on Winks today. Um, playing beyond his years, in my opinion. I thought Winks started off slowly, and I thought he grew into the game. But I, that's what I seem to think every week when I see <laughs> uh, when I see him. Uh, I, I thought he, I think he's been our best player consistently, probably over the last few games. I would mm. say. Um, yeah, I think he did. You know, I think. Like I say, I thought we started brightly as a, as a team, and like I say, we're getting the ball to Lorente and we're doing well. But I, I think, I think who? Sorry, who was the question from? From Dorset Spurs. Dorset Spurs. Yeah, yeah Lee, Lee Taylor. Agree. He's 22. I think this year, I maybe stand to be corrected. I think this year's the one where he's playing pretty much all the time now. Mm. I think last year he had a run, a couple of runs in the side and stuff, and I think that makes um, that makes a difference. I think he's I think he's a lovely footballer, Winks. I mean, he I'm really enjoying these little spurts, little accelerations. A bit like, dare I say, Modric. You know, you know, passed his man into space in midfield. He's always available. You know, he keeps it simple when he, when he, when he needs to. He's looking to go forward. Yeah, I mean, I, I would agree with Dorset Spurs. I think he he's really developing into a into a very into a potentially exceptional uh, exceptional midfielder. And yeah, he does look—he does look mature. I, I would imagine, you know, he's basically been the main man in there for a long time now. Yeah. And you know, we've been, you know, backs to the backs to the wheel or shoulders to the wheel for a few weeks now, and I'm sure that's you know that's helping his development. I think it's a competitive little so and so as well, which uh, I think gets a bit under under um, not underestimated, but overlooked sometimes. You know, not that he puts his foot in nastily, but he's. You know he's quite physical for a, for a, for a sort of you know fairly small guy. Yeah, I would agree with Dorset Spurs. I uh, think he's, every week he's looking you know looking particularly good. I think. And yeah, and he also sort of um, squares up to opponents. Yeah. Um, he's, he's not not afraid to do that. Oh. I think it, you're right, absolutely right. In, in the past, he's been in in, a, in and out of the team either either because. Um, he's had in- injuries. His ankle injury was well documented, and Pochettino said this season that, that they've got to manage that. And at the moment, he seems to be coping well with that. Um, or because, say, Dembele's come in the team previously, <laughs> and and he's had to pay, play second fiddle. But now this season, the onus with with obviously when the armor being injured, and then Dyer having a spell on the sidelines recently, and uh, Dembele's obviously gone. And even prior to that, he was injured for for a fair bit. So it's it's put the onus on him and Sissoko to to step up. And I think now going forward with with Dembele gone, um, there is a, an opportunity for him to really cement that place in the team and and to grow. And I think he will. I think I only think that his career is going to go one way. He's still a young man, and he'll he'll get better with every passing game. Um, Sissoko as well, I thought was superb today. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really, really good. It doesn't it's not worth saying anymore, is it? Mm. He's, he puts in puts in the performance every week, pretty much. Yeah, he was excellent. He was excellent. I don't, like you say. I think even with Sissoko against Winks, I think in terms of Winks being the holding sort of man in midfield, that gives you mature. usually, you know, if you look at lots of sides, either it's someone with incredible energy or it's someone with a lot of experience. You know, you've got Fernandinho up at Man City, you know, who's got an awful lot of experience and stuff. You need someone who's a thinker in that position 
and and he's certainly a thinker. He's a very natural footballer, I think. And uh, you know, I think it's a good question from Dorset Spur. I think he really is showing. That's a good way of putting it. He really is showing maturity beyond his years. I mean, he's 22, and he's basically, you know, the mainstay of that midfield at mm. the moment because we've been decimated. You know, I you know I know everyone says it. Well, not everyone says it. Some people think we we should be doing better. Should be in the fifth round of the FA Cup, the final of the League Cup. Should be in the quarter-final, semi-final of the Champions League. But um, you know, we've had no midfield on. You know, not we're, we're on our third. Today we're on our fourth choice midfield, maybe, maybe yeah. sixth. You know, in terms of permutations, maybe sixth or seventh. You know, permutation. That's a good point. Yeah. 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 You know, and he's tremendous football, and he's one of ours, and it's you know it's wonderful to see. You know, because he is one of ours, and he's a player, a style of player that I like. I'm probably a little bit disposed to um, you know, to give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt. But I like, like I say, I think in the since the um, since the League Cup games, the last four um, league games, I think he's consistently been our best our best player mm. i would argue son obviously got 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 the decisive goal at, at, at the end and and ericsson was on the score sheet as well um what do you make of lorente's performance i mean he had a hand in was it ericsson's goal Ooh. i think he i think i think and again i i've, I've only only saw yeah. it in real time i think he did he chest it down or did he, did he lay it off to I, I, I've seen highlights, Jav, and I can't remember because it's on the other side, <laughs> well, the, over, the uh, side of the pitch. Because they knocked it, um, they kicked it clear, hit, yeah. hit um, Skip, and then was worked to um, to Ericsson, who whipped in, a, you know, sort of whipped in a lovely uh, shot to the bottom or to the near near post. I can't remember to be honest. I think, as I said at the start of the show, first ten minutes, I thought, here, here, you know, mm-hmm. he really looked up for it, and he was getting the ball, made what, a fantastic crossfield pass out to Trippier early on, and then he seemed to disappear. I think with two things: either he wasn't strong enough with his back to goal, or the referee, Mr. Oliver, was quite happy for um, Maguire and Evans to just come through the back of him because the amount of times the ball got played up to him, and then it just sort of came back off him um, into, into midfield because yeah. they come through the back of him. I thought he should have got some more. Maybe he should have been stronger. But he disappeared, I think, partly. But he partly disappeared because we were struggling to, to knit things together going forward. You know, they, they played well, Leicester. And, you know, we found it very difficult, I think. And, and then after, you know, we were trying to play on the break quite a bit toward, you know, in the second half. And uh, it didn't really work very well, I'd, I don't think. I was listening to, um, without waffling on like I normally do, mm-hmm. he, I mean, I saw a lot of him when he was at Juventus. And uh, it was him, Morata, Tevez was there. And he didn't play all the time, but he played a lot of games. And I remember watching him at Juventus thinking, I only saw him three or four times in that UEFA Cup run, the um, Europa League run that Bill Bauer had where they beat Man United. So I only saw him three or four times that season. But, there he got the ball and he just looked an amazing footballer so clever and he had all these runners these really fast little runners off him for Bill Bow and he was, they were just sort of it was just fantastic play and then at Juventus he seemed to he would weigh in with goals and he was always a threat and a target with the head but again there he was I thought he was underwhelming in terms of his hold up play and bringing other people in he wasn't as good as a as good as he as I'd seen him be at Bill Bow mm. I think you know again we, we can't expect too much of him. I don't think he's 34 and he's, he doesn't really fit what we want, how we want to play. And like I say, started well, but disappeared. But I think 
we struggled. We struggled after the first 20 minutes or so to get anything knitted together going forward. So I don't, I don't recall him having um, many chances um, on goal. I mean, there might have been a header, possibly. Yeah, I think there was one header. I think which um, wasn't very convincing. He seemed to drop drop back quite deeper, had his back face to the goal. There was a few occasions where, yeah, I think like sort of maybe a ten minute spell where he had the ball, he would chest it down, play a short, simple pass to other people, and then there were other points where, yeah, it was it was it, it hoofed long to him and. He'd be out muscled, have his back back to goal, and he's like, "You're a big lad, you should win that." And and, and that that was disappointing. And I've just, by the way, pl- seen the highlights of the Ericsson goal, and I think mm. Ericsson puts him through, right. um, and he's on the left hand side, and then he's sort of of the box within the box, and then Lorente um, flicks it back, uh, sort of passes it back with the outside of his boot back to Ericsson, who's outside of the goal. Outside, outside of the area, sorry, and, and shoots to score. So okay, he, did, yeah, he, right. he did. He did have some some parts to play. Um, that victory puts us. Where does it put us? It puts us where we exactly where we were before before the game, which is third in the table. So we're five points behind Liverpool, um, five behind City as well. Who who beat Chelsea five <laughs> six nil six um, nil six Fantastic. nil. Um, I, I, We'll talk about again later on in the pod. I want to talk about about um, the the permutations and where where that leaves us in terms of can we catch mm. the other two teams. But um, just looking further down, we're nine points clear now for United to a fourth, and ten points both clear of Woolwich and Chelsea, who dropped to six by pure virtue of the fact that they conceded those six goals. Mm. So well, the goal they're... difference is worth at the moment. You never know what's going to happen, but that's worth. It looks like it's worth an extra point to us yep. at the moment. At the moment, um, so, yeah, I mean they are ten points behind and 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 even behind on goal difference, um, Woolwich, which is which mm. is quite amazing. Um, United seem to be be the informed team in fourth, but they're they're still a good nine points behind us. Um, just very briefly before we go to Bex for the this week's Spurs ladies update, um, we have Burnley um, next. Mm. In the league, which will be in a fortnight from now, a week Saturday away from home, they're in form at the moment. Um, I tweeted something on social media on on, on Twitter um, about um, wondering whether there was a, any correlation between Burnley's sudden current revival and Heaton coming in the team ahead of Hart. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Joe Hart. Um, I mean, he might have been a good good keeper a f- good few years ago mm-hmm. when he broke into the City team, sort of t- 2011, um, when he, I think he had a worldie against us, and he and did. at that point, and prior to that, when he was loaned out at Birmingham. But he, the last few years, um, he's he's been poor. Um, firstly, when he was at City, uh, towards the end under Pellegrini, and then obviously he couldn't get into the team under under Pep, um, and was loaned out various places, and then fell out of the England squad. Um, that, Burnley, in informed team. Can we go there? Can we get a result? It's going to be really tough, isn't it? After Wednesday, um, you know, it's going to be another tough game. I think, you know, we're not we're we're, we're you know, it's a, we're having to work really really hard to keep our heads above water. And Wednesday's going to be another very tough game, and we'll see who's who's fit and able to go. But I don't know. I don't see us losing there. Anything's anything's possible. The bounce mm. of the ball—they're going to knock it into down the wings as well. In between, in, in down, 
in between our full-backs and centre-halves. They did that against Brighton yesterday. I watched the game yesterday, and they knocked the ball. They did, you know, that's what they did, and it worked very, very well. So I think it's going to be very, very tough. You know, I've only seen them once against us, and yesterday, that's the only two times I've seen them, so I'm no expert on them, but I... It's always a tough game. You're going to have to fight for your right to play up there, aren't you? First 20 minutes, 25 minutes. But at the moment, I'm confident we can we can give anyone, you know. And we in. might we might have Harry Kane back by that point. Oh, really? Yep. Uh, there's talk that he thanks. might come might come back. Which, which if that's the case, I just hope that we don't rush him back. I hope he's he, you know he, he's on the bench and he sort of features last 20 minutes, um, and we, we you know we've got enough options in terms of sun we don't I, I just hope that we don't rush him back and who knows by that point bearing in mind after Dortmund on Wednesday we there'll be a 10-day gap um to that game so hopefully uh Dyer will be back Lamella will be back when so we're not playing we're not so we've got um Dortmund on Wednesday and then nobody next week because of the um FA Cup oh okay I thought it was I thought it was um Burnley after after Dortmund uh, yep, but not not directly. No, no, no. I understand that. That's why I was saying, you know, that there'd be, you know, after the exertions on Wednesday night. But no, that's great then. That's mm. fantastic. Mm. Oh, we'll stuff them then, Jab. We'll stuff them then, right? <laughs> um, okay, um, two nil. Why not? <laughs> yeah, um, I'll go, I'll go um, three one. Okay, I'll take that. Um, right, in the second half of the podcast, we'll take a few more of your questions. We will um, discuss whether the impossible is a possibility. Can we go all the way? Um, we'll look at Dortmund briefly as well. Um, but before we do, here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies Update. Hey, it's Bex. So the ladies play today. They played London Bees this afternoon. Sorry, this is Sunday afternoon, in case anybody's unaware. Um, and the girls did really well. So they won 3-0. A... First half penalty and a potential second goal that looks like it's going to be given as an own goal to Johnson. And then Sarah Wiltshire scored the final one for the ladies. That tops off a great week for Sarah Wiltshire because she won January's Player of the Month. Really, really pleased for her. And it's really good to see, um, again, the team spirit. If you look over Twitter, all of the girls are commenting on how well they played. But they're all really excited about Sarah Wiltshire winning the award as well. So it's lovely to see that they are support in and out of the actual game they're playing. So that was a league game and that leaves them, I do believe, top of the league. Although that league placing is slightly affected by the fact that um, they still have games in hand over Man U. So we have three games over Man U women who I think are probably the strongest challengers to that top of the league position. Um, And there are eight points difference. So we should, she says, fingers crossed, keep that lead. So big game coming up for the ladies next weekend. That's the 17th, sorry, not next... Yeah, next weekend, the 17th of February. They are playing at Chesson. It's a one o'clock kickoff. Um, they play Man City, which is a strong team. They play Champions League football and they are in WSL 1. We're in WSL 2. Sorry, that's a two o'clock kickoff. So it's at Chesson. It will be a really good game. It's in the FA Cup. Go see the girls. Go support them. They should. If They, they will have a good run out either way. Um, it should be quite exciting to watch. Anyway, that's me. Any questions, I'm on Twitter at Bunches Bex. Cheers, thanks, bye-bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Right, um, what should we do? Uh, Dortmund. Um, we've got Dortmund on Wednesday. Um, do you fancy our chances? Well, apparently, I've not seen them, but apparently they're brilliant. Almost supermen. So um, it's going to be incredibly tough. I mean, they're top. I know they're top of the Bundesliga, and I know they've got lots of very fast young players, so... 
I think it's going to be incredibly difficult, isn't it? But we're at home and, you know, every game's different. I know we've not been playing particularly brilliantly in the last few weeks, but every game's different. I would expect us to have a plan and have have a really good shot of beating them, I would say. Mm. But it's difficult to say, you know, because I haven't seen them play at all this season, but you just hear, don't you? I mean, they've got to have respect. They're top of the Bundesliga a few points ahead of Bayern, so they must be some... A good side. They're probably different to how they were last year. I mean, I just don't. Um, know. Yeah, I mean, like yourself, that, that's what I've that, all I've heard about is, is the fact that, that they're probably the, of, of all the remaining German teams in the Champions League. I think they're they're well, them and um, Munich, the uh, informed teams. They've got Jaden Sancho, the the yeah, young yeah. English lad who was at City before. <coughs> I've, I've seen clips of the, the very little I've seen of Dortmund have been like little showreels clips of him, and he looks a player. Yeah, he does. Um, so it's difficult, I suppose, for either of us to make a educated pr- prediction. What I will say, Jav, is that it's it's a Champions League night. We're at home. I know it's Wembley, but we're at home. There should be a big crowd. We're going to be well prepared, and we've got players who are very capable. They're going to have to play well to beat us you know that's what i would say but like it's going to be difficult you know as it should be in the last 16 of the champions league even if we had everyone fit and raring to go you know it was going to it's going to be difficult so um but you know every game's different jav you know sometimes you know we haven't had um kane for four or five league games whatever it is we keep winning we just we keep finding a way and we deserve respect for that i think mm. I think they're going to have to play well. What I'm what I'm doing with the Dortmund games, what I do with England and Italy games in the World Cup, I'm just thinking every game's like a, an event on its own. It's Champions League night. Tottenham are playing. You know, it's it's something to be looked forward to and enjoyed, and and we'll see uh, we'll see what happens. I, yeah, I mean, my expectations aren't very um, high for the Champions League. It, it's the last sixteen. Um, the quality of opposition uh, is, is going to be very good. It's going to be very difficult to to progress. Having said that, I think you know, I think on our day we're not yeah. we're, we're, we're a decent side, and, and I think a few teams will will fear us. Um, so, I, but I think that I don't think there's a huge expectation. I don't think I know a lot of people were disappointed last season when we when we went out to Juventus. Maybe the manner of the the way that we went out, but they were they're a top side, and, and, and Dortmund are a top side. Then I think. I think we will, with that in mind, I don't think there's going to be a huge amount of pressure on us. So I think we'll probably go out and, and enjoy the occasion and we'll see what happens. Help us. Hmm? Yeah. Should I think, think. Sonny's got a very good record, particularly against German mm. teams in, in, in the yeah. Champions League. He obviously played in the Bundesliga before he joined us. Um, I, I fancy us to get something on 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 Wednesday. Um, I, I Maybe a 2 1 or a 3 1. I don't know if away goals still still count. I've yeah, lost track of they yeah, they, they, they do. still do in Champions League. Yeah. Right. I yeah. I fancy us to win, but probably concede a goal along the way. And then what happens in the return um, in Germany? Who knows? Um, that will be, be a lot tougher. But then having said that, we're, we're not bad side now. And under the last few seasons under Pochettino, we're going to play just like the new camp. Um, and you know, and even back in start of the Champions League cam- campaign, but against. Um, uh, Inter, I know we lost the game, but but I thought we played played decent and and away from home. Um, arguably, the, the one game I think we didn't play particularly well was against Eindhoven away from home. Yeah. Um, the Inter away game, if if as we should have in the last eight minutes, closed the game out, hmm. people would have said, "What a fantastically mature performance for a team away in Europe." Yeah, 
you know, but obviously we, 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 we collapsed at the end. And so they couldn't say that quite rightly. But, you know, we did much right. You know, we quietened down because they had a massive crowd then to have not been getting massive crowds um, until the start of this season. Again, I mean, they have in the past, but they started the season with lots of hope. And they had it completely packed there, and and they were really up for it. And I thought we subdued them. We were we were incredibly mature. And at the time, I was thinking, oh look at we've really learned from the last couple of years. We're looking a really mature side. And then you know, bounce of a ball. I mean, the Cardi, you know, he never scores 25 yard volleys ever. I mean, he's a fantastic striker at what he does. A bit like Vardy, you know, in terms of in the box. He's you know he's probably as good as anyone around at the moment. But he doesn't score 25 yarder. Um, volleys and so and then everything collapsed from there but um, mm-hmm. I, I, I you know and how many times over the years did these sides that you don't see and I know lots of people do see them now on various television uh, stations and stuff I haven't seen them but lots of people will be very well informed on Dortmund but how often do you hear these crack um, European sides and they're so amazing or oh, you'll never get anything and you go there and you find that they're quite mortal you know and you can get at them you know, and I think yeah. we can we can score against anyone. I, th- I saw they drew three all yesterday, so you know, and they were three nil up. I did see that against Hoffenheim. I saw the the result. They were three nil up and drew three all. So you know, they're obviously not the perfect uh, machine. I'd like to see Mora play. I must say, but um, and play Sonny up front and have Mora sort of behind him. Um, like I say, I don't know if they're weak in the air or not, really. So I'm just I'm talking out of my uh, my bottom. At the <laughs> well, I think that we should. All... But we're good. We shouldn't underestimate. Our no, no, no. That's that's a, that's a, that. But no, that's exactly that. Um, all right, let's go back to, to, to we sort of touched upon Skip earlier. We had a question from from Bex. Um, she says, "How how do we think Skip is shaping up?" Well, what do you think, Jab? <laughs> um. So that was, his, I think, that was his second pr- uh, Premier League start. I think he started against Burnley. Burnley, yeah. yeah Burnley. And then today was his second. He also played in between. He started against Palace in the, right. in, in, in the cup tie, and he might have had the odd, odd appearance off the bench. I don't think he's won today. Um, and again, I had, a, I was right behind the goal very low down so I didn't have the best vantage point um, but from what I could see um, there was a few points in time where he was doing the right things in terms of he was, he was asking for the ball um, which is good um, you want that in a player you don't want him to sort of go, go missing um, but then he would either play the simple pass which isn't always a bad thing you know sometimes you, you've got to do the, the thing but there was a few times where he looked a little bit nervy or, or he would or he would give the ball away, which was which was disappointing. But I I don't judge him. I don't think in any of these matches he's necessarily set the world alight. But I don't. I just think it's too early to to form an opinion on him. Um, he's certainly an outstanding talent. He's played very well. With, uh, you know, under twenty threes. Um, uh, he did well in the um, preseason um, uh, in, in the summer in, in, in the US tour um, but I just think he's, he's had so few games that it's just so, so really early for him to, for anyone to sort of form an opinion one way or on, on the other I suspect that um, you know like for example Winks um, as he continues to train with the first team continues to get opportunities here and there he'll, he'll improve 
Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm happy with how he's doing. I, you can't really expect too much more. I mean, one of the reasons I wanted you to start is because when you see the whole pitch, especially, you know, central midfield, I, once the ball's up the other end, I can't see people behind. Yeah. I don't know what positions he's taking up and etc. I think there was one very loose ball, but it was a loose ball where he was trying to get the ball in between, you know, to get someone through down the wing. So I don't mind that. That was very positive. I think he really stuck. I was in because I thought he found it very hard early on. Um, but I thought he really stuck at it. And, I, and, you know, when he had the ball, I wasn't worried when he was in possession. You know, I trusted him to make, you know, even if it was usually quite simple, that he would make the right decision. And like you say, yeah, he's not set the world on, on fire, but it, it would be quite something if, if, <laughs> if he had. Um, so I, I'm quite happy with him. He, there's definitely a player there. He's 18. You know, yeah. like you say, he's played twice. You know, once in the cup and twice in the league starting. You know, it, it is too early, but Potch trusts him. You know, Leicester, mm. we, Leicester are, I think they're a bit like Chelsea Light, aren't they? Where they seem to be every half a season, they're warring with their manager. But when they want to, they're a very, very decent side. I think they're underachieving at the moment. They should be higher. I think they've got a lot of good players. He's obviously trying to get some young ones in and transition as um, from the old side to to this sort of more his side. And they're a, they're a good team, you know, and... And then midfield, I th- like I say earlier, I wasn't sure if we were outnumbered or they ju- they were in the centre midfield at times or they were just passing it really well between them. Um, so I think he, he did find it hard going. But like I say, he stuck at it and he 18, I think, he's exciting, isn't he? Mm, absolutely. Um, and, it, and it's good to see that, that Pochettino is continuing to, to, to promote young players. I know yeah, we t- talked about Walker Peters. I know that maybe he's not getting enough opportunities as some of us would like to see him have but he's still there he's he's still there he's still valued Pochettino trusts him you know he hasn't loaned him out I think the point at which we start to loan out players um, at Spurs I think that's it that's under Pochettino, that's their career pretty much done done and dusted I know it's different for other clubs often you loan out a player so he gets um, first team experience I think with 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 Pochettino it's very much a case of he wants to keep the players that he values young players training with the squad learning good habits and the and he's sort of reluctant to let them go and the ones that he does let go you know the likes of Carter Vickers, Onoma um, uh, etc uh, now even Kazai Sterling um, you sort of wonder have they got a future at Spurs so Walker Peters are still there which is and he brought, him a key, he brought him on at a very key moment of the game today, you know, so I know, yeah. I don't know the situation with Rose, but I'm sure Rose could have continued. So, mm. you know, he has got trust in him. I think he, I think he, I think Trippier, even if he's not always doing it well, is doing the job he wants him to do, you know, and maybe he doesn't think, you know, that he's high up the pitch, etc., etc. You know, maybe he thinks that he's, even if he's not performing as well as he might do, that he prefers him there. Well, obviously he prefers him there. You know, so who am I to go against uh, to go against Poch? But I'm like you, especially in the four. I I, I would prefer to see uh, um, Walker Peters play. 
I think you just hit the nail on the head. I think it's trust. I think the trust is the underlying thing with Pochettino. If you take somebody like Ben Davis, who a lot of fans are critical of, I like Ben. I yeah, think I'm he's a big a, fan. I, yeah, I think he's a decent player. I don't think he's perhaps had his best season no. this season, but when he came in the team when Rose was was injured, he really nailed that place, that left back place for himself. There was, I think, the one point last season where he had the most number of assists in the Premier League. So if you if you did any of those sort of fantasy football as well, he was right, really high up there. Um, a year ago today we beat Arsenal at Wembley 1-0 mm. and I was watching the, um, the goal that Kane scored that day and it was a peach of a cross from yeah. from, from Ben Davis um, he's not he might not be on the eye as um, appealing as sort of Rose because Rose has got the pace and the, the, the dyna, um, dynam, dynamism in, in, in the sort of final third yeah um, so he looks, I suppose, easier, easier on the eye. And, and, and Ben Davis can be very conservative maybe in some of the things that he does. But um, And I, I think some fans don't appreciate him. But I think, but Pochettino trusts him. And I think because of that, and he can, we know that also this season he, he's, he's played in, in, um, in both in a, I think in a back three and a back four in a, in a centre-back position. And I think, I think ultimately I think that's a, the that's a position he might end up in mm-hmm. or, or at least offer that possibility when you consider that Jan's the only other left the only centre-back that we've got that's left-footed, we don't have a, a natural left-footed centre-back. And, and I think it was against Burnley and possibly against Arsenal in the Cup that Davis played in that position. And I, and I, and thought, yeah, yeah, yeah. Burnley, yeah. yeah, and I thought, I thought he did okay. So I, I think, yeah, Pochettino trusts him and, and 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 the younger players you mentioned, and I think trust is a, is a key key yeah, factor. It is, because it's not just into... I don't think Trippier's playing really well. I do like Trippier. I think he's a very decent footballer. I can see the criticism with him. I don't think they like. You know, I agree with you. I don't think Davis is having his best season. Certainly not as good as that season and a half when he came in for um, when he came in for Rose. But I think he's I think he's fine. And I think he's a really intelligent and good footballer. And you know when he's got the ball, I, I'm I'm happy with him having the ball because I think he'll make the right decisions. I think he's a really good player, Davis. I. I I don't really see the, not that he has a good game every week, but I I think he really has a bad game. I think he really has a bad game, Davis. Agree. What you no. think? I think Rose has had more stinkers since he's been back than Davis. <laughs> yeah, no, he's, he's a solid player. That his best, fantastic, you know, but Rose hasn't been at his best until recently for a long, long time, you know. I, I, I don't know, maybe we, I think sometimes not, I do it as well. I'm sure you know, some players. We underestimate some of these players, and like I say, they they don't go out there. I'm a good footballer. I'm a fallback. This is how I play. They do what Poch tells them to do. Yeah. Trippier is high up the pitch because that's what Poch wants. He's saying, I'm sure I may be wrong. You know, hold my hand up, saying so wrong. Sanchez will cover you if not Sissoko will. We want you to stay up there. So he's of course he's going to get caught high up the field because you know anyone would. But also, like, let's just say for the sake of argument, let's just say Tri- Trippier's having a really, really bad season this season. That's just for the sake of argument, and uh, and I think mean, both you and I said not particular fans of Aria, and, and for whatever reason, Walker Peters perhaps isn't get, getting as many chances as perhaps he should have. The fact is, right, until the summer comes round, we can't go and buy a brand new right back, right? Mm-hmm. So we, we've got what we've got. So get behind the team get behind Trippier yeah he's made a few mistakes but he's you know his, his delivery is second to none um, uh, 
I thought he did. <sighs> I thought he was okay in advanced positions today. Yeah, much better today. He was much more sort of solid, a bit more disciplined. You know, I mean, there was that terrible crossfield ball against Manchester United. Okay, he made a bad mistake. Mm. They all made, and he's not had a good season. Last time I was on in November, you know, we were saying he wasn't playing well then, and now we are middle of February, and he's, you know, he's still not having a great season. I think John made an interesting point, didn't he? Last time I was on about whether a four suits Trippier, you know, maybe he, you know, and but that's what he wants to play and. Know. He's been with us a long time. He's had a lot yeah. of games. I'm, I'm just repeating myself, but I, I'm with you. I'm with lot, like lots of people. I would like to see Walker Peters in, but obviously the way Poch wants his fullbacks to play, he prefers Trippier consistently. So, yeah. you know, what are you going to do? I'm gonna, I can't ring up Poch and say, you've got this badly wrong, mate. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, again, it goes back to trust. The manager's got trust in players. I wish sometimes some of our fans had, had an element of trust in 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 in, in the manager who's it's always taken... been like this. Though we, we yeah. you know, I love Spurs and we're an amazing crowd. You know, and it, okay, it's been a long time since I I've been, but we've always been a bit. We've always had players where you know they just don't convince, and the first time they do anything wrong, people get on their back. Mm not just Spurs it's everyone no it's everyone but then I also look at it and you look at someone like Musa Soko and look at him now you know and Pochettino saw something that nobody else let's face it could see and he's he's doing a job for us I'm not saying that's the case with with all of them obviously there are certain footballers that are poor and fall by the wayside very quickly um, and Pochettino realises that and moves them on um, well, right, let's move Trippier's Trippi the other way round isn't he he's not doing as well as he was before correct yeah that's, and that happens that, yeah. that sometimes happens players go through no one knows what, what goes on behind the scenes um, right a question from Craig McKissick um, from Lock Lomond. Uh, in the last six months, we've lost our high tempo, stopped the high press, and started a sideways five-yard pass routine, which is excruciating to watch. Although we've won games more through luck than effort, do you agree we need to change our style of play back to that which saw us play teams off the park for the past few years? Well, I think that would be fantastic if 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 we could. Uh, against Chelsea, when we beat them three-one at home, we came out. You know, like men possessed. Mm-hmm. But I just think, with the injuries we've had after the World Cup, I just think it's it's unrealistic to think we can play like this for you know consistent periods. I think we have to conserve energy. So I, whilst that would be fantastic, you know, and there was that period, wasn't there? Was that when we were chasing Leicester? You know, where it was just every week we were just when one Fondel at Stoke. I remember Jermaine Genius saying before we went. He said, I just don't think, I can't see how Chelsea are going to live with Spurs, you know, in terms of their energy. But I don't think we're in that place at the moment, either mm. in terms of personnel or, or general fitness, because it's a very long, hard season after the World Cup and we've had lots of injuries. So, yeah, that would be fantastic, but I just don't think we're in that position at the moment where we can where we can do that. Otherwise, I think he would do it. Yeah. No, I... I, I... I agree with the, with, with, the, with the question that that we have been a little bit yeah, lucky no, in terms of. I agree. I see the question grinding out results. Um, but but you're right. I mean, we particularly with Kane injured, with Delhi injured. Obviously, Lamella was out of the team um, today. Um, I think he picked up a late injury because he wasn't mentioned on Friday as being injured or unavailable for, for, for this game. So it must have been a late late knock. Um, we don't have the personnel. Lorente 
isn't mobile. He's not somebody that's going to press the opposition defence. Um, and yeah, a combination of um, the World Cup and, and, and whatnot. Maybe at the moment we, we, we can't do that. But yeah, if we can get back to that at some point, hopefully when, when, when some of those key players return, then it, it will be fantastic. I also think that if you go back the last few years, we had when Yama was another one. I think he really made us tick in that 2016-17 season. He's been out injured, and I think the last couple of times he's had long injury spells. When he comes back in the team, it really takes him a while to to get back to anywhere near his best. It's questionable if if we'll ever see that. I don't know. Dembele, of course, we've I think we've 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 missed the yeah. for a long while. We, we've we've missed that 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 player, and he's gone, and we need to. Adapts without him. Obviously, we, we've got Winks, um, but I think you know he he was somebody Dembele who used to make us tick. But he was superb transition from defence to attack, getting the ball to the likes of Ericsson. Um and yeah, if it's a tap and we could just turn it on and off, mm. then we'd just do that. Yes, of course, we would go back to that um, that high press and that style of football. Um, it's not just us though, Jav, is it? Arsenal did that against us. And they destroyed themselves, didn't mm. they? When they beat us 2-0, they played that high press like absolutely all over us like a rash. And and what have they done since? You know, you can't keep Liverpool as well. Who were the teams that played, the successful teams who play like that? Liverpool as well. They're not playing full throttle, you know, Gagum press, mad, mad, you know, mad clock professor football at the moment all the time. Man City, I saw them against Arsenal last week. There was 20 minutes spell in the first half where they... they Put their foot off the gas, and they're trying to. Everyone's trying to save energy for this period of time. I, just, I don't know. Maybe there was a period in football where teams could do that consistently. There were quite a few teams, I think, but that seems to have been become less over the last couple of seasons, from what I've seen. You know, Juve as well do that here, but they. I, I noticed this year as well. They're not. They're not quite as. Um, their press isn't quite as consistently. You know, 90, 100 miles an hour every game as well. People are looking to say, conserve energy. Whether it's a post-World Cup thing, I don't, I don't know. But, um, yeah, I see the question and it would be mm. fantastic. And we have done it before. But ultimately, we ran out of steam, didn't we? Whether related or not, I don't know. But certainly Arsenal against us, that, that's what they did. And they've, they've pretty much ruined themselves. So, um, similar sort of question, maybe, sort of, well... On the back of on the back of Craig's question, John Steggles uh, asks, "How much longer can we continue to pick up points with performances like this?" <laughs> we've been doing it. All, I mean, I suppose recently we, we've been doing it. Those those last three games that I mentioned prior to this, Fulham, mm-hmm. Watford, and Newcastle, leaving it very late. And today, whilst we didn't leave it late, we had that period of time when we're left to maybe look like they, they might get back. Yeah, they did. Back in it, where they pulled pulls one back, and I and I thought they they, they might well in that last ten minutes um, get a point. But um, it's to be honest, it's been the story of most of our season. I mean, if you look at the United game at the start of the season, which okay, we won three nil, but I don't think we were great that day. I don't think they were too good either. It could have been a different story if Lukaku had taken some of the chances mm-hmm. he, he he had early on. If you take the I'm trying to think other outstanding performances. Um, Bournemouth, I think, yeah, we we they came and played and we we exploited that. Um, but, there, but there have been so many other late shows. Um, Burnley, early earlier earlier in was it December that one nil win late Ericsson goal. Other than the Chelsea game, the the three one, it hasn't been great yet. We've 
we've just picked up the results. We've done what we had to do, and at, and at, and at times we've been the backdrop to that has been playing at Wembley again, not having the uncertainty with um, uh, the new stadium, and having injury after injury. And as soon as it almost seems like one player returns from an injury, another one gets injured. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, I, I do think one of the best performances I thought, certainly best halves, was against Manchester United at home. We lost one nil. I think you're right. I think we've been saying it. Everyone's been saying it. We haven't played consistently good football like we know we can do most of the season. I would say in the last few weeks, the last, if you take the last four, it, I think to take John's question, if we play like we did today, then we, you know we're not probably going to beat Dortmund or Liverpool away or Man City away. But there are a lot of teams. I thought we play, I thought we deserved. Okay, we got away. We maybe could have been two 0 down at half time with Fulham. But I thought second half came very very late. But I thought we merited the victory. I thought we did against Watford, and I thought we did against Newcastle. And those performances are good enough to beat those sorts of teams. I do think today we did get away with one. And if we carry on playing like we did today, we you know it's going to be very difficult. But you know I don't think we played as badly very often as we did at times today. Or not that we play badly, but that the other team looked very much like they were going to be the next ones to score. So, yeah, I mean, but again, every game's different, and I, I you know, I think we're going to be okay. I, I if, hope we're going to be okay. If this was um, Liverpool, or if this mm. was City, yeah. playing like we did today and getting a result, everybody would say, "Oh, that's a mark of champions," you know, yeah, that sort, of, that sort of thing. And uh, you know, we we. We've got 12 matches of the season left, and really at this point, it doesn't matter how we play, as long as we as long as we we, we get get the results. Um, it might not be good for, for good for, good for the heart, watch <laughs> watching watching us, and it you know might be quite stressful. But um, if we continue picking getting three points week week in week out, um, we will almost certainly finish in the top three somewhere in the top three. Um, we may even finish higher if teams above us drop points. And with that, Gilly, let's let's look at that. Let's look at the... Let's dare to dream. Pochettino <laughs> said, uh, um, uh, I think the week before last, or uh, the end of last week, in um, one of his press conferences, he talked about touching the glory. Um, and it, it, his, he was responding to the... the the fact that Spurs had gone out of two competitions and, and he was sort of responding to the criticism that you know he doesn't take the cup competition seriously and and I think well, what was his comment after after the FA Cup about um a cup a cup being something that was massagery ego or something like that and and a lot of fans I think turned against him at that point or some of our fans did and I I honestly thought it was it was probably stuff that was said if it maybe if it was, if it, was, if it was in his native language it might have been very different I think it was it he was speaking in English, and as good as his English is or ha- has been, um, it's not his first language. And, and I just wonder if it, stuff was taken out of context. Anyway, he, he responded to that, and and I'm not going to go into everything that he said, but um, he talks. He referred to touching the glory, and we've got 12 matches left. We're five points now behind um, both Liverpool and City. Liver- City have got have played a game extra, so if, if we were to win that game in hand, we would only be two points then behind them at that point with 11 games left um, and Liverpool obviously five games with uh, sorry five points behind with um, with 12 matches left we're in exactly the same position that we were I think I said this on the pod maybe last week or the week before 
we are exactly in the same position as we were three years ago when we were chasing Leicester. I know at that point we were second in the table as opposed to third and we were only chasing Leicester mm. rather than both Liverpool and City, but we were five points behind and, and our fans then were, I think, much more confident than now. Um, can we do it? Can we catch them? Are you asking me if we can win the league this year? Exactly that. That's what <laughs> I'm asking you, yes. We can do. We can do. Yeah. I do, think you think we, do you think we will? I don't think we will this year, no. Not because, partly because we've got two teams to chase, two very good teams to chase. Um, we've got to, if we had them at home or at Wembley, but we've got to go there. And I think that's going to be, that's going to be difficult. But I think we can do it. We, we certainly can do it. I mean, I, just very quickly on the League Cup and FA Cup, I think the touching the glory. This is, I mean, it's, I've heard it said before as well. This guy's reached four or five semi-finals in five years. So it's not like he's not interested in the Cups. I think we went for the League Cup because we were in the semi-final. In the FA Cup, he had to, you know, like we said today, he's having to manage a squad. And it's not just because of injuries. We've even got players who play who were managing their injuries. People like Lamella, people like Rose, people like Winks. Dyer, you know, so even people who are in the team, and that puts a lot of pressure on other players who have to play all the time, you know, which then risks risks it. I think we can win it. I don't think we will win it, if I'm, mm. if I'm honest. I think Liverpool and City are, are impressive this year, and I, I think I can't see them dropping too many points. Can we finish above one of those teams uh, and, go, and, and finish second? I think we could. I don't think we will. I think this year, given everything with all our injuries, etc., etc., I think both of those sides are are better than us this year, in my opinion. Hmm. But we can do. Arsenal finished above us that year, and we were much better than them. And you know, yeah, no, absolutely. And 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 I mean, it would be if we can't win the league. I don't I really, don't, I really don't want Liverpool to win the league. And if we can't win the league, and City, who were superb today, by the way, and and have the experience which neither us or Liverpool have. If we were to finish second, that would be beautiful. It would be truly beautiful. I mean, given what you just said, it can happen. Arsenal three years ago, um, getting there on the on, on the on the final day, as as it was. Um, Liverpool have for the last few seasons, two seasons in a row, finished fourth. Now, they've always always been stri- striving to finish third. They might do that this season. <laughs> um, <laughs> I. I, I if you're so, saying to me though, Jeff, on on a one-off, if if you if I was on sort of before the Liverpool game or before the Man City game, I could say we can beat these on the day. Mm. So if we do that, then we can win the league. But you know, looking at all the games together and two teams that have to drop a number of points and us yeah. winning, then I'd probably say we won't. But we can beat them, and if we do, I I said earlier on this season when we lost to Liverpool and the guy who one of the guy, uh, guy who's a Liverpool fan who who we follow each other on uh, Twitter. And I think we, you know, they could have beaten us by more than two, one at home. And I said at that time, so what's that, August, I said if with with the World Cup, the injuries, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, that we've all been over before, if Poch can get us in the top four this season, I think it will be arguably his best achievement at his time at Spurs because of all the troubles we've had. Mm-hmm. So if we can get second or third, I think that'd be incredible. I'm not so worried this year because... The fourth used to be playoff, didn't it? But it's not. If I'm right in thinking, it's still. It's not a playoff now. The no. So correct, of course, yeah. we want to finish as high as possible. Uh, I, I think. What, like, I, what I do admire, though, is you're looking upwards and not below. So that's yeah. Because I've been looking below still. I'm. A oh, I, I, I always. <laughs> I, I do. Do you know what? 
the 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 day that we played Chelsea in November mm. and we beat them, I thought they were poor. And I know it's a it was a single game, and you can't. I just thought this team is poor and they're going to finish below us. Um, and I I think Arsenal are poor. I think United are putting a good good run run together, and I think they could finish fourth. But I can't see any one of those teams finish above us. Um, I, that's not a view that I formed today. That's a view that I formed for a long you know most of the this season so uh, i'm just looking to the teams above um so we're all involved in all three teams are involved in the champions league which is different to uh you know when we were chasing leicester and yeah. chelsea when when we had that and and they weren't in europe at no. all and it's a big difference i think a big difference i mean actually season we were chasing leicester we were, we were in the europa but yeah we, we, bottom line was they they didn't have neither team had european competition that season um i know i'm sour but that season chelsea won it they put that 13 match unbeaten run around yeah. the period where everyone else was managing champions league group games and yet you know they've ended up winning it i don't know what it was seven or ten points <laughs> they got ahead and it was very hard but i think yeah i think even more than the leicester season I think we were the best team that season. I think that's oh, absolutely, yeah. We should have won. I think we, we were we, better than Chelsea that we, year. Not to we, say they weren't good; they were really, really good. But they got the march on us, and if they because they were not in Europe because they didn't have a very big squad that season either. So, we were su- superb that season, and we were at one point I think thirteen or ten points behind them, and we cut it to seven when when, when we played them in January and, and, and beat them, oh. which was a contrast to. And I, and I think at one point, even after that, it came down to four points when they dropped some points. Um, but then they managed to sort of uh, extend their leads just right at the end. Um, but I contrast that to the season when we, when we were playing Leicester. The pre- previous January, we, we played them at White Hart Lane and we lost 1-0. Um, and that was one probably you know one game that if if we had for example won that um yeah. the, it would be, it, game, the leicester one yeah the one where kane hits um their goalkeepers under what's it is under is underside and it looped up onto uh, the bar and then they score from the from the from the corner that was the corner i think it's robert robert Huth, possibly yeah and uh, yeah. elderberry jumped into i don't know if it was dire or not but kane but, hit the bar and you know we was i thought we should have well, it's pointless. Keep but going on about it. We should have been. It's painful. But, <laughs> but, 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 we do have City and Liverpool still to play. And I know it's away from home, but potentially, you know, it, it is in our hands. Do you know in, what I it, say? Sorry, I'm interrupting you a lot at the moment. Sorry. Go on, carry on. Go for it. No, I was just going to say, potentially, it is in our hands. I'm not saying we're going to do it. Um, I'm, I, honest, honestly, I think we, we just need to look, look to the next next game. We needed to win today. Today wasn't going to be easy beforehand. We, we won. That's it. Mm. We just, we just need to move on, move, move on to the next. Um, but it, it's not impossible. Honestly, it's not impossible. We have those. We, if we were to go and beat Liverpool and beat City, then. Other than getting the the obvious three points, it means they haven't got got, got any points in, in in those games. So, in in that respect, it it is in our hands. Whereas when we played Leicester, um, when we were chasing Leicester, we played them in January, we, we lost, and then after that, we didn't have we 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 had to be you know winning each week. But we also were relying on them to slip up. And they one thing I'd say about Leicester that season, they uh, looked fairly resilient. They were winning a lot of games one nil. It almost felt like teams were, were rolling over for them. And perhaps maybe not City recently. I think they're, they're 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 starting to hit form. But Liverpool, aside from yesterday, the last couple of games they they've looked a bit shaky. 
And I wonder, I wonder if they, they're, they're due to drop a few more points. They've got United next. They have a lot of emotion going on there, which mm. is some under pressure. I, I don't think we even necessarily have to win at City or Liverpool, just not lose. We've seen with City against Newcastle, Palace, Leicester, Liverpool away at uh, West Ham, at home to Leicester. We just need to stay in touch in those games. It would be great if we won. We don't have to win, I don't think. We can... St- we can still just not lose and we can still be in touch. What I will say is I am excited. We've both been supporting following Spurs for a lot of years. I don't see the point of not getting excited. We have a real chance. We yeah. do have a real chance. What are the reasons for not getting excited? People are going to mock us because we got all excited. So what? Yeah, so what? You know, how, how many times have we been in this position? Enjoy. I've got all summer to be miserable because we haven't won the league. You've got to enjoy it. I don't understand why. Why? Who cares if people take the mickey out of you? Oh, you know, you got all excited. Oh, you think you're so great. You know, still a small club. I don't care. You know, maybe because I'm older. I don't care what other people think. We've got a real. We have got a real chance. So I don't. It's not going to put them. Whatever we say, me and you, Jav, is going to have absolutely no bearing on whether we win the league or not. So if I say we're going to win the league. Okay, people can criticise me later, but it's made no difference. <laughs> so be excited. I urge everyone: be excited, enjoy it. You know, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Um, it's a good Not time to be a there. It's it's a good good time to be a Spurs fan. I think yeah, the, 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 the only other thing I'd say is in in relation to this title race, we're not the favourites. We are still in a race. We're still there. You can't argue with the fact that with um, twelve games left for for, for us. Being five points behind the other two um, is it's still achievable at, the, at this point, particularly bearing in mind we've got to play them. Um, and because we're not the favourites, I don't think that there, there, there is that deal of pressure on us no. as well. And I think that will that will help. Um, I think that bearing in mind that so City have played a game extra. If we win our game in hand, it'll, it'll go down to two points. Liverpool have got. Um, they're not playing in the. They're not playing next week, like ourselves next weekend, because they're not in the FA Cup. Um, so the weekend after, when we play Burnley, um, they've got United away from home, right. and United are going to be pumped up for that one. For, for just for the sake of argument, if we were to win our game that weekend, um, which would be the game in hand to City, who are going to be in the League Cup final that that weekend, we'd go two points behind City. If Liverpool were to lose at Old Trafford, then it would be. City, Liverpool, as you are at the moment, both on 65 points, both at that point play 20, 27 games. And we would, if we beat Burnley, move to 63, two points behind behind those teams. Now, there are <laughs> there are some midweek fixtures. We've then got Chelsea <laughs> Chelsea next, etc. A lot could happen. Um, but if we... If by the time we play Chelsea, end of Feb, or after we play Chelsea, and we've got then we've got the North London derby, if we go into, say, March, and after that North London derby, within two points... Of both of those teams, with whatever ten games, nine games left, that's a very good position to be in. A very good position to be in. And like yeah, I said, we're, we're no, you go sorry. on. I was just saying, and 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 like I said, we 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 will we'll still have um, end of March and and later on in April um, difficult games at, at at Anfield and and, and the essay had to come. But we there is the expectations won't be on us the pressure won't be on us and if we can stay within if we can get to two points of those teams going into those respective matches then there is everything to play for and and that's that's a fantastic position to be in and we should just enjoy it and what happens what will happen will happen 
Yeah. I mean, I, I think what you said there is really important. If we can go to those grounds, when we go to City and Liverpool, and it's not desperate that we have to win, even a draw is a good result, that changes the whole complexion of the afternoon. If you have to go to City and win, that conditions how you play, how they play, and it's a lot easier if a draw is also a decent result for us because it keeps us in contention. So it's all it's all to come, but I, I think we've done incredibly well. Even Carragher said it on after the game. I, I listened to a little bit after. He said, what Spurs are doing at the moment is just fantastic. You know, still winning, not playing brilliant, still in touch. I think it's, I think it's uh, yeah, and I, I agree with him for probably the first time <clears throat> that I've ever heard him speak. <laughs> I agree with him. But it's true, and it's good. We do deserve an awful lot of credit. And I, I like the way you're thinking. We, we, we're winning. We're winning all the time. So we are likely to be in contention until near the end. So why not be excited? I don't understand. Great. Right. Um, the next podcast, in light of the fact that we're not playing um, next weekend, the next podcast will be recorded two weeks today, the day after we play Burnley. Um, my guests I hope to have on that occasion will be David Fornell and Zoe Pearson. I'm sort of tempted to do an impromptu podcast later on in the week after we play Dortmund on, on Thursday, but it's a school night and I don't know. Um, otherwise, no, it will be two weeks today. Um, all that's left, to me, uh, left for me to say is thank you, Gilly. Bye. Thank you. Thank you, Jeff. And until next time, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out, and we'll talk out over her.